Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning. Today, this is our eighth show of 2020, and the response so far this year has just been tremendous. Today, we are broadcasting from beautiful San Diego, California, and everyone should come and visit San Diego. It is a wonderful place. My name is Frank Sakari, and you are listening to Life-Altering Events on VoiceAmerica.com Empowerment Channel. Now, since we started this show in July, people are always asking me, Frank, what exactly is a life-altering event? And I tell people the same thing every week. A life-altering event is either something we choose or something that's thrust upon us that dramatically alters the trajectory of our life. Now, life-altering events present us with opportunities to seize the moment and make a difference in our life and in the lives of our loved ones. They are also a fork in the road where we have a choice. We can choose to fall apart or we can choose to find the courage to pick up the pieces, deal with our grief, and start moving forward toward better times and better people. Always remember this. It is never too late to have the life that you want and you deserve. Now, as you listen to this show over the coming weeks and months and hopefully years, I urge you to think about participating in an upcoming episode. If you have a life-altering event that could inspire others, visit the life-altering event page at voiceamerica.com, click on email the host, and tell me about this event that changed your life so drastically. How did you address it, where are you now, and how it impacted your life? We'll review it for content, and if it fits well into the program, we'll contact you about using it in a future broadcast. Now, we have over 23,000 listeners in 16 countries since we started this show, so thank you all very much for listening. Keep listening, and tell all your friends. Now more than ever, I need to hear from you. Let me share your story with the world. Today, our life-altering event has to do with helping people grow. And we've got the Veteran Chamber of Commerce going to be on the air with us here, Joe Molina. We're going to bring him in shortly. On this show on December, on November 12th, on November 12th, the day after Valentine's, or Valentine's Day, geez, Frank, on November 12th, the day after Veterans Day, Retired Army Chief Warrant Officer for Dr. Vernet Joseph told us on the air that one of the major challenges facing returning veterans is reintegrating into, into civilian life. Now, one of the most important roles in this reintegration is securing a job. Far too often, the skills, the training, the vernacular, and the leadership that was gained during active duty does not translate to non-military jobs. Many businesses hesitate to hire a returning veteran, which leads to the question, why? We hear employers say they point to statistics that say a veteran 
will leave their first post-military job within 12 to 18 months. Our most returning veterans are suffering from PTSD, and they're afraid. Other veterans hear that they're overqualified, and they're not likely to stay at this job very long because they could probably run the company. They discover that the skills they had to lead people to find a way to get things done, to stay on task, and to complete the mission are simply not taken into consideration. Their self-esteem takes a major hit, as you can imagine. How am I going to provide for my family if no one's going to give me a chance? More times than not, what they secure is a low-paying job or an entry-level job working with people who have less than half of their skills. As this frustration grows, it turns into depression. Now, many times, Joe and I have heard a veteran say, I'll just start my own business. But they're not prepared to navigate the landmines of designing, creating, and most importantly, sustaining a business. So this downward spiral continues. But there is hope. Veteran Chamber of Commerce has been created to assist veterans to learn the skills of business ownership, how to register and compete for contracts, how to scale and sustain a successful business, and most important, it provides a community and a support system that they had while on active duty that is so much missing when you come into the civilian world. So my guest today is Joseph Molina. Joseph is the Executive Director of the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Before we bring him in, let me tell you a little bit about Joe Molina. He served in the United States Army. He earned both a bachelor's and a master's degree while on active duty. He has spent his post-military life paving the way for veterans to achieve success. He has over 12 years experience as a business leader, advisor, and an adjunct faculty professor with extensive experience in business concepts, startups, process, strategies, and supervisory concepts, and new new leadership strategies. He is also, in his spare time, he is a co-founder of an alliance funding group, which is a micro-enterprise that supports micro-businesses who need initial funding to start their business. So, Joe, welcome to Life Altering Events. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy, happy to be here. Well, we're glad that you're here. Joe, tell our listeners a little bit about your military career. Just touch on what you did and how long you were in, etc. Well, um, it's, uh, thank you for asking this. Um, um, well, in the military, my the, the most rewarding part of being in service was providing training uh, and the training component for, uh, for, for troops. And that kind of goes in line to what I do today. Um, you know, I, I, I like teaching. I've been a professor for many years. So being in the military and then coming out and becoming a faculty member has been an extension of what I did in the military. I think uh, the, the, the being in active duty was a, um, uh, one of the most rewarding times in my life. Um, and being able to, um, um, well, was, by the way, I was stationed in Alaska, which um, at the time was not one of my stations of choice. And my station <laughs> of imagine. choice was, was, <laughs> was California, Hawaii, and Germany. 
And then when I got my orders, they say, okay, Joe, you're going to Alaska. They're like, oh, my gosh. But once been there, uh, it, it's just it's a beautiful country. Uh, the the uh, extremes in weather was an, an amazing experience, uh, something that, you know, that still, um, you know, kind of drives and kind of craves crave for me to go back and kind of try that again being able to see the Aurora Borealis every, every so often, and, uh, and just being able to be in a 30, <laughs> 30 below zero weather, uh, something that we don't see that in California at all. <laughs> so you can imagine the, 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 the shift. <laughs> Joe, but, um, we've, we've heard so many veterans when they get out, there, there's, a, there's this challenge of reentry, even if you had a good military career, even if you didn't see combat. What were some of the challenges you saw as you tried to re-enter? You know, uh, that's one of the reasons why we started the chamber. But I'll tell you, uh, when I when I left the military, and um, in a, you know, I left in early, um, you know, that was pre nine eleven. So when I left the military, I you know, they gave me a piece of paper with things to check off, and then left the gate. There was really nothing out there for us that I knew about. So it was just basically, in, um, you know, you are out of the gate and that's it. That you, you, are, you are now a civilian. And it was very hard uh, to be able to reintegrate into civilian world and, uh, and, and, and becoming now a different person. Because when we're in the military, we, especially if you enjoy your portion, if you kind of, you know, kind of follow that mindset, uh, you bring the mindset with you and it stays with you for a long time and it stays with the individual for the rest of their lives. I mean, once we're veterans, we're always veterans and, uh, and we have still pieces of that that we are uh, um, missing uh, after we, we left. So there was a lot of challenges, but at that time when I left, I, I thought I was the only one suffering through that process. But over time, over years, I started working with the military bases uh, here in San Diego, uh, starting in 1999, 1999-2000, uh, working with, with the bases under um, entrepreneurship programs. Um, and this, then I started hearing other veterans uh, kind of expressing, uh, sharing uh, the challenges that they were having while they were getting out of the military. And it was kind of, in, in a way, um, okay for me to, to kind of uh, realize that I, was not, I wasn't the only one going through that process. So that's, uh, that kind of gave me uh, also the uh, courage, if you will, to start asking other veterans, other military people who were ready, getting ready to get out and then and kind of start kind of creating a platform that will kind of support us people with getting out of the military. Now, and so one of the main the main uh, challenges that I, I, I hear people when they get out is like um, the direction, purpose, and direction. Those are the kind of in, in a nutshell some of the things that, or, or the primary things that that we kind of lose when we get out. The purpose is. Kind of, you know, when we're in the military, we have a very strong purpose. The goals are set. The purpose is determined. 
that we become the purpose, we follow the purpose, when we get out, that purpose is left behind in, in a way. So reestablishing, reencountering, relocating, reidentifying that new purpose becomes a challenge. Becomes a challenge. Uh, so being able to help veterans reposition themselves and reidentify what drives the veteran into the new direction—that's something that um, that that is key. It's a key component because, and you know. We're talking, so that's the purpose, and the, the direction is what I'm going to do next. If, 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 the, if the veteran is single member, what, what am I going to do with my life now after the military? Uh, especially if they've been in the military for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, I mean, you can just imagine that. It's, it's, a, it's a drastic, drastic change. So re-identifying the direction, that was the, the, second, the, the second obstacle that we encountered, that, we, that we people were encountering. What do I, what I do? Where do I go? If, if, they were, if, they, if, they had, if they had a family, that was even, that will intensify the challenge because it's not, it's not just the individual, uh, you know, struggling or, or trying to work things things through, but it's now it's their spouses and their children and, and their parents. I mean, everyone, everyone gets involved. So I'm a strong believer that when we go in, in service, when we join the military, the whole family joins the military with us, you know, it's our spouses, our kids, our parents, everyone worry, everyone, you know, or everyone is part of it. Uh, so it's, it's a family affair. And uh, that's why in the, uh, the chamber, we, we welcome everyone, whether it's spouses, parents, or children of veterans. We welcome, we welcome all. We all kind of go through the process together. But those are uh, the Joe, I'm, I'm a veteran. I and I, until I met you, I had never heard of the Veteran Chamber of Commerce. So tell the listeners, what, what is this all about? How did it start? Um, um, the, the idea started because we wanted to provide a platform where veterans could come together and unify each other, support each other, work with each other in, an, in a platform that was for veterans and for military families. So we, so we created the, the Veteran Chamber of Commerce in 2017. Um, um, Two, two other veterans and then myself, we started kind of working. And we started uh, initially was just for like a regular chamber for business. But it wasn't long after we started the, 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 the commerce side of it that people started approaching us like, well, what about jobs? How do I get a job? How can the chamber help us get a job? And then we were contacted by HR people and like, you know, we want to hire veterans, but we have these things or, or we want to learn more. So we started working in the job employment arena, helping the veterans kind of reposition themselves in the job market and helping also companies understand that, how they, you know, that, that what skills the veterans bring to the table. And then so we, so we expanded into that. And then after that is what we, you know, if I went in the military, I don't have the education to do certain jobs. Where do I get those jobs? So we started working. And I'm, you know, I'm, 
my background is also in academia. So started working with the, on the education side on how do we tr- how do we educate veterans on where to go to college, where, you know, if they want to go in, and get a higher degree, where, where can they go and become supervisors? Because that's another thing, Frank. A lot of a lot of our fellow veterans, they are very, they have very very strong uh, leadership skills. In the military, they give you the leadership skills, you know, I don't, almost automatically. You go in and you're in charge of people, and then so when we get out, those skills are not fully utilized. Exactly. And the HR departments or the companies, sometimes they don't really go that deep. But one of the things that, or the challenges that some of the veterans have is that, yeah, I, I, I was a leader in the, milita- in the military, but when we lead civilians, we have to translate the leadership skill into a civilian leadership skill. That's a so, big point. Like, let's, let's hold that thought, Joe. we got to go to a break here. We'll come right back and pick up on that leadership skill in the civilian world. You're listening to okay. Life-Altering Events. My name is Frank Sakari. Do not go away. You don't want to miss this next segment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and we're talking to Joe Molina, and Joe is the executive director of the Veteran Chamber of Commerce. We were just talking about, uh, it's a relatively new organization. I was a Vietnam-era veteran. I never even heard of it until I met Joe Molina. And one of the points he was just making before we went on the break is, in the military, leadership is part and parcel of what you do. It is part of what they treat you. It's part of what they train you. But once you get out, it's very, very different. So, Joe, continue on with that point. Uh, Yes. And uh, like I was saying, uh, in the military, you automatically become uh, in a position of leadership. And you're always in charge of people. uh, And and you you know how to work, you know, as a team. and, And the team cohesiveness is there. In the, in the civilian in the civilian marketplace, it's a little bit different, you know. So, but the skill is there. We have the skill. So, what 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 is the gap? So, what I noticed and identified was there is a there is a, a gap, and we needed to build a bridge that will bring those military leadership skills into a, a, a civilian leadership skill format. So we created a military to civilian leadership training program, which basically trains the military in a person into be uh, into a communication style, into delegation style, motivational style, uh, a mindset. It translates that mindset in so on how to lead civilian employees because it's different. You know, it's it's, it's a few it's a it's, it's a little trick. Here and there, it's a little shift, and it doesn't have to be a, a tremendous change. But those little changes make a tremendous impact on 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 the on the veteran as he becomes um, manager or supervisor of an organization. So, under the one of the programs of the Veterans Chamber is the military executives, where we train um, veterans who have. Uh, leadership skills, who have the ranks or the leadership skills, and becoming either supervisors, managers, or executives or organizations. So we take them through the process on how to lead companies, how to supervise employees. Because as you know, in, in the workplace, the, the major, major asset is the people. I mean, jobs and tasks can be done almost, you know, almost with your eyes closed. But dealing with people is the most difficult, but it's also the most rewarding part of an organization. So how do we deal with these employees? How do we motivate employees? How do we select the right employees? How do we, um, uh, you know, research has been shown that people don't work for money. People work for self-fulfillment. Money is part of the outcome. Uh, And, I mean, (laughs) and we hear this all the time, you know, when money brings certain part of success, but is the balance between the rewarding part, the internal part of rewarding, and the external part of rewarding, which is the money. So that, those components are taught to the, to, the, to the military leaders so they understand why people work. What, why, people work why people work is, is, an, is, a, is an integral part of any, any organization to, to get the right talent into, into the companies. So we train those veterans on how to select, how to train, how to create cohesive teams so the organizations are more uh, um, prosperous, more successful, and being able to kind of help the organization move forward. So, but leadership is, again, like you said, 
it's a, uh, it, it was just given to us as we got into the military. Uh, Joe, we had on a few weeks ago a, a retired Army colonel. He was the uh, commander of the, the Apache helicopter uh, squadron division, whatever the term was. One of the things he said was, I got out and no one understood what I was saying. I thought I was being clear in my directions, but he said the language was such a disconnect. So how do you help the veteran in that area? Yeah, and you're totally right. I mean, the, the, uh, the training program that, that, that I was talking about has four main components. The main component is communication. Communication is the foundation of almost everything we do. So communication, delegation, motivation, and empowerment. Those are the four pillars of every leadership component. Someone like the colonel was saying, you know, I, I, I tell people what to do, and they just don't get it. And <laughs> that's very common. Uh, we train, for example, uh, just to give an, yes, a very quick example. Uh, we train in, in the, uh, the managers on how to uh, communicate messages with storytelling. If you tell someone what to do, if you're in the military, you tell someone what to do, they just do it, you know? <laughs> we just take the order and we just go with it. You tell a civilian what to do and tell it, and <laughs> you may wonder if they're telling you where to go. <laughs> it, it, yep. it's, it's a different mindset, <laughs> you know? It's a different mindset. So how do we communicate becomes an integral part of, it, of, of, the, of, the, school, of the, the tool set. Communication is a skill. It's a skill that is learned. So we teach... Uh, um, supervisors and management executives how to how to communicate through stories how to communicate through the the part that makes sense to the employee why would you want an employee to do something is you want the employee to want to do something like that you know so it's not just you know like if if you're telling me go you know go clean the garage whatever so how do how do we incentivize and how do we communicate and motivate that employee so the employee wants to do that? So it, because it's, it's part of the communicate, it's part of the relationship of the communication. I'll give an example real quick. Is uh, when when I train the, the supervisors, like how do you do it, assign someone without the word you, but, or why? No you, no but, no why? And mm-hmm. because. Yeah, no, you know, but no, why? <laughs> so um, you know, and and this is is used for uh, employment situations as well for personal situations. Like I give an example for personal situation. It's kind of funny, but you know, husbands and wives. You know, we have a lot of deals like that. Like when you know, my, my you know, our, our wife tell us, say, you know, why don't you, why don't why don't you ever take the trash or whatever? You know, they were you. But putting the word you in the communication, in that sentence, is, is, is like an attack. So we train these leaders on how to remove those you statements that keeps the, the communication level-headed and it keeps the communication very professional just by, moving, by removing that little word. So we train them how to do that. And then we also train them on how to connect with the employees on a one-on-one basis. In the military, we do that already. We've done that already. We, every leader will, will have regular meetings with the troops. In the civilian world, we kind of want to do the same, but just a little bit different. So we train them that same 
concept, but in the civilian format. Like, for example, I train uh, managers on having regular meetings with their employees on a regular basis, but you're not allowed to talk about work. <laughs> and <laughs> it's very kind of funny that sometimes the moments of silence are really, really long. Because you can imagine. They don't know each other yet. You know, they don't know each other. So if you don't know someone, how do you know what motivates them? Hard. That's a, you know, it's difficult. That's, exa- that's exactly right. I've heard right. Uh, people, while they're in the service, and, and I've had some of these conversations, and I said, look, you, you did this all the time. You met individually with your staff all the time. You were giving mm-hmm. them feedback all the time. Okay, that's what you need to do once you get out. Okay, right. and he said, and at the point that I love that you made, he says, "Well, I, I try that," and the people say, well, "Why do we? Why are we doing this?" So now we got that "why" mm-hmm. word coming up. So how do you encourage the the veteran to get around that that "why" thing? Well, because the the, the thing is, all this all these strategies are basically done on a conversational. Uh, relational level. So when, when we, we can have meetings every week and the supervisor goes to the front of the, meet, of the group, in front of the room, and he talks about what we're doing this week and all, all the challenges, all the tasks, and blah, 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 and all the... They think they're communicating. That's not communication. That's just basically talking. What we're talking about is developing the relationship with the employees. So it's, the reason why is because the moment you know your employees, then you're gaining their trust. And like in the military, we trusted our superiors. You know, you know, we, we went full full force because they knew us. We knew them. It was that connection. In the civilian world, we do the we, we train them to do the same. If you trust your supervisor and you know that your supervisor supervisor has your back then you have a relationship, then you have a relationship. But when that connection is not there, all you see is you have a, you have a, you have a, a, a time schedule. You check in at this time, you check out at this time, but there's nothing in between. So most people do jobs just to do a job and get a paycheck. But when it comes to that purpose that we are looking for is the career, the place that we want to go and enjoy what we're doing. And that's the part that in many cases we kind of miss. So company says, well, we have veterans that come in and get a job. Yes, we're not looking for a job. We can get a job anywhere. We're veterans. We can do anything. We, you know, we can pretty much do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what is it out there that is so difficult that we cannot do? We've done worse things. You know, we've we gone through a lot of things. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, walking and working at 30 degrees below zero coming from California, I mean, what else? You know, there's, there's not impossibles. We are veterans. We can overcome impossibles. That is our mantra. We overcome impossibles. So getting a job, yeah, we need to take care of our families, and that's fine. But what the veteran is looking for is looking for that, that career, that sense of purpose, that, that job that gives back to the veteran and, the, and gives back to the family of the veteran. That's what we're looking for. So if we need to get a job somewhere because we need to pay bills, of course, that's fine. But what the veteran's looking for is for that 
that career that gives them the identity. Because the identity we had in the military, we don't have that anymore. We gotta find our own identity now. Whether mm-hmm. my identity is to become a lawyer, or my identity is to become a teacher, or my identity is to become a police officer, or my identity is to become a firefighter, whatever the identity is, that's what we're looking for. And it doesn't really matter what it is. It's the same importance that I'm a veteran um, running the Chamber of Commerce, or I'm a veteran driving a, a, a heavy truck, or I'm a veteran doing construction. If that was gives me my my career, my benefit, my connection, my purpose, that is, that is what I'm looking for. We're not looking for a paycheck. That's not really what we're looking for. We're looking for a purpose. We're looking for that motivational thing that will, that will help us identify us, that, that give us that identity that we're looking for. That's what is missing. We're going to come right back. Standing between. Ladies and gentlemen, we're we're going to come right back after a short break here. We're having a little difficulty with the line. We'll see if we can fix that up on the break. Uh, we're going to continue on with Joe Molina, and we're going to touch on taking that career uh, concept, that idea, and identifying the skills and the goals that an individual wants and how the Veteran Chamber of Commerce helps veterans do that. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Sakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. 
To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking to Joe Molina, the Executive Director of the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. And one of the things that the Veterans Chamber of Commerce does is to try to, to assist in the reintegration of veterans from the military life into the civilian life. And one of the things that we had talked about earlier was uh, uh, getting a job. Okay, But the job is not really the issue. It's a career. It's something that they can do long term. And Joe was just mentioning before the break, now how do we find and how does the Veteran Chamber of Commerce help that veteran determine what their skill sets are, but also what are their interests and their hobbies and how they can translate that into a potential career? Joe, elaborate a little bit more on that. Of course. Uh, well, one thing that we, um, we, we start with is the understanding of the difference. There is a difference between a job and a career. So a job is something that we do. We can, like, um, I do this for a living. Um, a career, it, 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 becomes who, who, it becomes who we are. So if something that I do is just something that I do, then I have no emotional attachment, um, emotional, psychological, spiritual attachment to that. It doesn't create my identity. A career is something that has the potential of creating that identity. It becomes who, who, who we are. Like I'm, a, I'm an instructor, I'm a professor, I'm, 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 a, I'm a CEO, I'm an executive, I'm a driver, I'm a police officer, I'm a teacher. That's who I am. I'm a farmer. That's who I am. I may go and do farming. I may go and do moving for some people. I may do craft for someone. I may do what I do. It's not necessarily who I am. So understanding, and that kind of give us a very clear line when we're looking for a job, we're looking for a career. And when, so looking for a job means this, I have the skills to perform a particular task. But if that's enough for me, then that's great. Because at the end of the week or at the end of the month, I get a paycheck. And that's a job direct line to the paycheck. The career, that gives me more emotional and long-range, long-term reward because it helps me identify who I am and, and what I do. So it becomes, it, that creates, it gives me my, that identity. And that's the difference. And that's a huge, huge difference, Frank, because if we cross those two, if we go looking for a career on something that we do just because we have the skill, then we're going to be bored to death in, in two, three years. Because that's not really something that drives us. The career is something that we are passionate about. Money is not an issue. In the job, money may, may become the issue. Some people go and look for jobs that pay a lot of money just because of the money. But in, in a couple of years later, they're, you know, they're, they're not happy. They're not happy. I, see a lot of, I know a lot of people who have a lot of money, Frank, and they're just not happy. It's like, what's the point of having money if you're not happy? Makes no sense to me, not at all. Now, a career is something that people are, they 
strive for that, that they're passionate about. That's what that's, they identify themselves. They can do that. They'll do that for free if they have to, because that's really, that's who they are. That's identity. So those are the two tracks that we, we must identify where, which one we want to go. And it is okay to for initially start with a job. We all did. When we got out of the military, I mean, I was working in places just to work and get a paycheck to support my family. That's totally fine. But it wasn't until I became a faculty member, when I became an advisor, when I became a business owner, when I became an executive. Those are the things that I did that I had to wait until it became, that became my career. Being a faculty member teaching for university, that became my career. Becoming a business consultant, that became my career. That became who, who I was. That gave me the identity that I was looking for. And that's a big difference, huge difference. It that is. That's, it's enormous that it's a reason to get up in the morning and that you want to get up in the morning as opposed to, oh, oh my God, I have to get up in the morning. <laughs> yes. You know, like TGF, you know, that, you know just working for Friday. It's like, no, no way, no way, no way. So it's looking for that passion, looking for that drive, looking for that drive that gets us moving forward. And the obstacles become learning, learning steps. You know, they don't become obstacles. They turn into opportunities and on and on and on. So and exactly. that's the difference, you know. And you mentioned exactly. earlier about the entrepreneurship side. And I think that's also very important. So you have the job, the career, and then the entrepreneurship part. And the entrepreneurship part is very important because not everyone is an employee. Not everyone can work for someone. Like, not everyone can own a business either. But if someone it has the, the mindset of entrepreneur, working for someone is going to be very, very tough. You know, it's very, very hard to be an employee when all you want to do is be your own boss. If you want to be your own boss, then there's a different track. It's a different track that you take, and that we call entrepreneurship. And, the, and what we do have at, at the Veteran Chamber, we do have a program that helps veterans go from zero into starting their own business in a 90-day plan. It's a 90-day plan, 90 days to get started business, and I guarantee them that they will actually start their business in 90 days. And, and it's, it's just very simple. Because if that's what their passion is, it's very simple to, to a guy someone that has the passion and a, and a very clear idea of what they want to do. So knowing exactly what someone wants to do, you're 90% there. Not 50, 90. You're 90% mm-hmm. there. If someone knows exactly what they want to do and they, and, and they know and they really in their heart, they know what they want to do, they, I can help them get there. That's not a problem. I've been doing this for a long time. I know how to do that, and I can help them. So that's one of, one of the areas that I'm very passionate about because if someone wants to start, if someone wants to get a job, I can help them that too, and we do that for free, Frank. If someone mm-hmm. wants to get a career, I can I have the resources and the friends that can help them get the careers in the, in, in, in the education part. So I'm, I'm in academia. I'm you know, happy to do that. If they want to start a business, definitely want to help them there. In, uh, I have something that is called business in a box. <laughs> and business in a box is basically in, in a, 
concept that after the 90 days, the veteran gets basically a business ready. So they have their business license, the DUNCE, the DUNCE number, the Fair Employee D number, the, the business licenses, the domain names, the, the website, everything set up for their business, ready to go. I mean, it's, I just love it. And this, is, this program is also uh, is GI Bill approved, so it doesn't cost them anything. They can just take this program and just get it. In 90 days, they'll be set. And then we also assign them a business coach. It is it's a great program. So, but it's something that I, I um, like I told you before, I, I don't care about the money. The money is not really what drives me. What drives me is the success. What drives me is the success of the program and that the people that join the program, that they, that's really what they want to do, that that's really, really what they want to follow. And then I can get them to the next step. I can get them to the next step. This is very interesting, Joe. There, when, when, when you look in, and you go online, you say uh, veteran programs. There's probably 4,000 that come up, different mm-hmm. programs designed to help veterans and to, to give them some kind of uh, guidance and, and assistance. But very few, right. very few have the hands-on approach. Is that what makes your program so much different? Oh, my gosh, yes. I, be, I strongly believe in hands-on. <clears throat> the program is, is hands-on, interactive, project-based. They, the participants learn, learn how, to, how to sell the product, not to, selling without selling. We call the storytelling. Selling without, without selling, and, and, and they sell it before they buy it. So it's basically creating a business and testing their business to so see the business has potential before they complete the class. But it's hands-on. And, and, and they, what I, they go through a three-step touch basis. So every week, they, I teach them a new, a new topic. And then they work on, during that week on that particular topic. At the end of that week, they make a, a report, a presentation. They meet with a coach. And then they go over the same topic. So they go the same topic three times during the week. They do field research. So, and, and, and they talk to potential customers. So, yes, it's, it's, it's really hands-on. It's very interactive. Are you seeing the chamber members, Joe, um, reaching out and bringing more veterans into their businesses? Is that one of the goals? And is that, was that what's happening? Well, in this particular in this particular scenario, what we want to do is create um, uh, veteran-owned businesses because veteran-owned businesses provide a huge in- economic in- impact to communities. You know, we also want to change the the, the, the flow of of, of 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 this marketplace. Yes, the communities and the government and everyone supports veterans a lot, and we are very very thankful for that. And I also admire, support, and want to collaborate with anyone who is in, in, in business, doing business with veterans, supporting veterans, because we all do a portion of it. You know, we all, no one is 100% covered. We all do certain portions of it. So all these uh, thousands of people who are out there with different companies and different chambers and different organizations, they all should be recognized because they all do their part well. And, and, and I, I admire them, and I want to collaborate with them. But also, you know, um, we want to make sure 
that the veterans, that, that, because that we are not in need, we are not in need. We are, we are a, a group of individuals who have gone through a lot in different stages of our lives and in different stages with our service, but we all got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got it, Frank. I mean, you got your own show. You got it. And, and Julio got it. And, and Ray got it. All these veterans got it. So we support and empower veterans. As you can see on, on our website, that's the word we use, this empowerment. We empower veterans. When a veteran or member calls and says, what can the, what can the chamber do for me? Um, my question is, you know, just tell us what you need. But also, my question to you is, what programs do you have or what ideas do you have that you want to support and help the veteran community? Because, you know, we, it's about us helping each other, but it's also about us supporting the communities where we live. So that's, that's very important for us. And that that is a a, a key comp- a key point is we we had the challenge uh, of challenge athletes foundation which is has a big veteran program and the word empowerment mm-hmm. comes up all the time all the time and one of the things that that I found as a veteran and dealing with a lot of different veterans is we're not looking for a handout we're not looking no. for a freebie not not at all no the not at all. veteran wants is Give me an opportunity or show me how to create an opportunity, and we'll go do that. Right. Exactly. You're totally right. Yeah, we, we are, I mean, we are, we're vet strong. That's what we call vet strong, because we are that way, you know. The obstacles for us, we see them as opportunities. We, we see them as a challenge. I see every, every when, the, the best time for me when I'm meeting with a client is when they ask me something that I don't know. Like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm learning something new. So, so it is the opportunity of doing something different, the opportunity to moving forward. So, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. We, we, we have, we got it. We, we are supporting each other. And, and there's some of us, you know, in, in a different stage of our life, we all want that support. We all need, you know, we, all, we kind of want that unity, that support. But yeah, that word need, uh, it doesn't really fit for us as much as it is opportunity that fits for us. We want the opportunity, the chance, the opportunity to do more, to help others, to, to participate in the communities, to, um, to create economic impact in the communities, to bring our families to a safe communities, all those things, that's what we do as veterans. Uh, you and I are working on an online class to help uh, veterans develop that innovative mindset that's needed to become a business owner. And veterans, when they come out, they don't have a lot of money. And mm-hmm. one of the things you've been able to do is get these things approved so it fits with their GI Bill. How tough is that to do? Anything that has to do with academia is it's a long-range plan. Uh, anything, anyone who's you know um, planning to do something like that, it, it takes a year to two. It takes two years for the VA to approve the program. Uh, that's the, the bottom line. So the new program takes about two years for them to be active, and then the VA can 
take a look at it. Um, but that's, you know, that's just, again, that's an obstacle that we see that as, a ch- as an opportunity. Um, and this is, there's so many other ways, Frank, there's so many other ways to bring a program to the forefront that it is just, you know, I mean, there's just so many different opportunities. There is the adult education, there is the high schools, there is the uh, extended learning, there is the uh, contract education. There's so many different opportunities that have nothing to do with the VA, and they all finance the programs. It's just how someone wants to bring it forward. And keep in mind that when veterans come out, we all come out with certain no- amount uh, in, uh, of, uh, like, you know, when, when I got out, they gave us a, a percentage if we wanted to retrain on a program. So there is some dollars attached to that. So there's different ways that a veteran can have access to funding for their, if they want to pursue a business or they want to pursue a career or a new job skill. So, um, but yes, I mean, there's not one particular answer, uh, but there's many different paths that someone can take. Now, we've got about just about two minutes before we have to uh, leave here for the next show coming on. Uh, very okay. quickly, Joe, what's the biggest challenge to growing and expanding the chamber? <laughs> you know, it, it hasn't been a challenge, to be honest with you, Frank. It has been an overwhelming amount of support, honestly. I, I, I you know, <laughs> and now we are at different state, states with your help, Frank, and, and Julio and, and other, other, other fellows in other states. Now we're not in collaboration with many chambers, veteran and non-veteran chambers. We're also now coordinating a, uh, called the NAPCO, is the National Association of Veterans Chambers of Commerce. Because now we want to bring all the veteran chamber of commerce together under, under one roof to help us not duplicate processes, but also exchange and support each other with resources and referrals. So that's another that's outstanding. That, that, that's outstanding. That, that we're leading to. We are just about out of time here, so we're going to have to break it right there, Joe. This has been just very enlightening. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Joe Molina for sharing this life-altering event and helping veterans and getting the Veteran Chamber of Commerce open up and operational. One of the things I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, Larry's going to throw a lot of things at you. And no matter what it throws at you, do these three things. Look up, get up, and never, ever give up. Pick up the pieces and start moving forward, and better times and better people will enter your life. If you want more information about the Veteran Chamber or Joe Molina, send me an email. Email the host at lifealteringevent at voiceamerica.com, and I'll make sure it gets to him. If you've missed any of this show or any of our shows, you can listen to them on demand on any number of different networks now, including iHeartRadio, Google, and Alexa. As I say at the end of every show, none of us are in this alone. We're all in this together, and the key to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And if you're a veteran, Joe Molina showed you where a lot of those rocks are tonight. Thank you. Listen to us next week when we discuss another life-altering event. Thank you for tuning in to Life-Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The Good Cop.